This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley and the Paladin Financial Team. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here's Paladin Financial Talk. Hey, Chance, tell me what your dog's name is again. It's Princeton. There we go. being a noisy boy. Princeton, is that where you went to school? No, I, I got him in a shelter, uh, and that was the name they had given him, and he seemed to kind of like it, and he goes by a lot of different nicknames, but uh, his government name is Princeton. <laughs> okay. So not only do we have our guest today, which is Shancy Kelly, we have her dog Princeton with us as well, so uh, lucky us on our, our, our show here. Yeah. And so right before we came, yeah, there we go. You know, right before we uh, came on the air here, we were talking about Barbie and Oppenheimer and what's everybody's consensus here. Tony, I don't think I heard from you. We'll repeat what Shancy said, but I don't think we heard from you. Did you uh, did you go to either of them this weekend? Um, I did not. I have not seen either movie, but I've read great reviews of each movie. Uh, My wife and I watched the... um, the previews for both, and we decided we want to see both of them. Okay, so both I, of them. In, yeah. in what order? Did you decide the, the priority here? Probably Barbie first, get the lighthearted out first, and then uh, the serious, I mean, Oppenheimer is heavy, yeah. but I, I know it looks like a brilliant movie, and the reviews so far have been fantastic for both movies overall, I think. Um, you know, some people criticize Barbie, but I don't think they get it, Right. So uh, I'm looking forward to both of them. Uh, that's for sure. Have you now, Chancy? I forget. Did you say you have you seen either one? Yeah, I saw Barbie this weekend uh, yesterday, actually, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was good. Good. Yeah, and I took Lexington, so I had to do a little research to see if it was appropriate for a four-year-old. And after doing my research, I decided she would be great. She's only going to take it for exactly what it is, and that was dancing and singing. And there was lots of high moments that kept her entertained the full time. So we did Barbie, but I have a feeling that Jeff and I will make it to Oppenheimer in the next couple weeks here. We might have to figure out how to fit a date night in and uh, do that one as well. And Chance, are you planning on Oppenheimer as well? Probably once it comes out uh, to stream at home. Okay. All right. Yep. 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 Maybe maybe for that one uh, we might as well, but I I don't know. Just the more I hear about it, the more I can't wait. That's my problem. Yeah. It, it does al- look really good. It always feels wrong to sneak away to a movie in the middle of summer, but I think that's kind of what you're supposed to do in summer as well. So I'm not going to say I was complaining one well, day. Well, we're supposedly we're going to have some 90 plus, maybe even 100 plus days coming up. And those days when it's <laughs> really humid and 100 degrees outside and the sun is blaring down, 
a nice air-conditioned theater is the place to be, I think. There you go. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get us kicked off yeah. All right. today here with our show. So uh, welcome back for another uh, episode, edition here of Paladin Financial Talk. And I couldn't be more excited to have our guest with us today. So our guest today, as I said earlier, is Shancy Kelly. She is a licensed master-level psychologist. And her day job, her title, is a behavioral health therapist. So, Chance, for all of our listen listeners here, just tell us what a psychologist is, and in basic terms, it's the study of what? Well, I would say in basic terms, it's the study of um, the human mind and its functions and kind of how your behaviors um, are affected by, by your environment and the things going on. And so as you apply that to your day job and what you do, talk a little bit about behavioral health therapist and who you're working with and what is your goal of working with your patients? Yeah, so my current role, I work in a children's psychiatric hospital. So I work with kids and their families. A lot of the kids are in psychiatric hospital because they're suicidal or, you know, something pretty big. Um, So really my goal in the hospital is to kind of get them back to their baselines where they're not um, suicidal anymore um, or at least feeling better about things. But I would say um, therapy in general, I kind of like to think of it as, um, so I'm someone who likes to cook. So uh, Nikki, have you ever cooked like a big, you know, Thanksgiving Day meal or like holiday meal of some sort? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So picture it. You know, you're you have this plan to begin with. You're like, hey, I've got the ingredients. I've got this plan. And then a little bit into it, you walk into your kitchen, and your kitchen's a total like train wreck disaster. The turkey's not in the oven yet. The trash is overflowing. There's like flour and stuff strewn everywhere. Shancy, it's just a mess. And I it's feel o- like you're. I feel like you're a fly on my my kitchen wall when uh, it comes to me uh, doing some meal prep here. I feel like you've been around. Okay, I interrupted you, but uh, okay, anyway, I can picture it well. well. I swear, I swear, I haven't hacked your ring doorbell or anything. But anyway, a lot of people could relate to that, right? And okay, so in walks your therapist right? Because who doesn't want their therapist at their Thanksgiving? Um, <laughs> but, um, okay, so <laughs> thank you, Tony. That was a joke. <laughs> um, anyway, therapist looks around like, yeah, yikes, this is a mess, right? But what can we do to make this better? So maybe the first thing, we need to take out the trash, put a new trash bag in. Okay, that's step one. Then we should probably get the turkey in the oven. That's going to take the longest. Okay, and then, you know, we look around after a while, we've done all this work, and the meal is ready, the table's set, and you made it somehow, right? Your guests are about to arrive, and things are okay. So that's kind of what I like to think of the role of a therapist in your life as, and what therapy can be. Shancy, that was such a good description, so applicable to everybody, right? There's whether you're in the kitchen or you have the garage or whatever it might be. And so thank you for bringing that down to just very basic imagery. So Shancy, if I, if I'm going to prepare a big meal for the family and all my relatives and I need help cleaning the kitchen and getting the turkey in the oven, you're saying you'll come over and do that for me? 
Hey, happy to help. Yeah, happy to help. <laughs> That's what a therapist does? I had no idea. <laughs> this might yeah. be uh, a new uh, genre of therapy is kitchen therapy or something here. Shan, ah, you're, you're on to something kitchen here. Kitchen therapy. I like hey. it. I know. I like that a lot. No, it's a good analogy, though. Seriously, that's great. A little bit yeah. about uh, Shancy and I, and Shancy, certainly add more to that if you if you feel like you want to add something, but you did such a nice job of describing what, what that looks like. Yeah, I think that's good. So Shancy and I are homegrown Kansas kids, and I say that because it's only appropriate to start with a study from the University of Kansas that I found. So University of Kansas is based in Lawrence, Kansas, and I have to point out that Shancy and her brother and her sister all attended University of Kansas. And so I think she probably has some fairly fond memories of Lawrence. And so I brought this article just uh, just for her. Uh, it's actually pretty good, though. <laughs> fond memories in Lawrence, Shancy, is that a fair thing to say? Fond memories, definitely. Go Jayhawks. <laughs> so published in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships by one of the associate professors at KU, and it's actually a communications professor, uh, Jeffrey Hall. So he stated that maintaining close relationships is the most important work we do in our lives, and most people on their deathbeds agree with that. And I bring that up because for the last month, we have been talking about relationships. And we have taken a break this summer and just made it a little more lighthearted on our our podcast. And it's been all about just lifestyle. And like I said, this last month has been on relationships. And so Jeff and I started uh, a few weeks ago and talked about couples and how important it is as they go into retirement to make sure they've had communication and they have the same expectations of what they think they want retirement to look like. And then we moved into a conversation on friendships and how that might be impactful as you age as well. And then last week we went into the love languages and how the love languages can be a uh, relationship, you know, romantically important, but also workplace or friendships or applies in a lot of different areas. And so what I, why I wanted Shancy with us here today is we've talked all about these relationships, but I want Shancy to bring this home to more of the science and the kind of the the study of psychology and of relationships and her being able to put some of those tips and statistics and science behind what we've been talking about. And so I had sent Shancy a couple things in preparation for our for our conversation. And one of them was this article from uh, this Jeffrey Hall, the the associate professor from KU. And so going back to uh, it's important, as his quote was was there before, most people on their deathbeds agree that relationships are probably the most important work that we do in our lives. And so, Shancy, I'm going to turn to you on this one for you to talk to us just a little bit more about that that statement from him. And what are your thoughts as a psychologist? Yeah, I think relationships are definitely extremely important in our lives, um, really throughout the lifespan. Um, positive relationships can be as important to your health and well-being as nutrition and physical activity, which is um, kind of surprising. But, you know, the relationships, they might evolve and uh, you maintain this strong social network as you age and it can actually contribute to a longer and healthier life. Um, but I think to really answer this question, we have to talk about loneliness, too, as kind of the opposite of having these um, these relationships. So. The American Psychological Association says um, that loneliness may be more detrimental to health than obesity, and loneliness has been found to be a predictor of functional decline, so like a decrease in physical 
and or cognitive functioning and either a predictor of death. So it's kind of serious. So social isolation, loneliness, lack of adequate support are social conditions that tend to take a toll on your psychological well-being and your physical health too. And these are particularly important among um, older people, uh, especially like people who are retired. Um, and so with an increasing aging population, the effects of loneliness um, are anticipated to increase. So yeah, definitely things to think about and things to talk about what can be done about that. I didn't even set Shancy up for this, but I feel like everything she just said, Tony, was a culmination of what we have been talking about for the last three months of aging well. Yes. And we've talked about nutrition and, you know, being around people and having a community. It's everything that we have been talking about for three months. And so thanks. It really is. And social social isolation for retirees. I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the biggest challenges people face and seniors face as they retire. Yeah, definitely. So I came upon this article uh, from the University of Kansas when I was listening to the Mel Robbins podcast. And I don't know if either of you are familiar with uh, Mel Robbins. And so I just have to ask, first of all, I think she's fantastic and she's completely engaging and entertaining and she is in your face. And so I am okay with that style. Uh, Not everybody is, but have either of you listened to the Mel Robbins podcast? I have. And it's because you told me about Mel Robbins once. I did? Yeah. Okay. You mentioned Mel Robbins to me. And it wasn't that long ago. You might have brought Mel up on a recent show or just in passing somehow. So, yeah. Well, she has, um, I have this screenshot, you know, Instagram and Facebook. I don't even know where it's from. But she is saying one of my favorite quotes and it's her in the background and so she must be one that she uses and so I share it with everybody and so I don't know if it was part of that or not but how about you Shance are you familiar with Mel Robbins no I wasn't before you sent me her podcast so I I did listen to the one you sent me but I hadn't heard of her before but she's really interesting to listen to she is I feel like I said this too I was had a text string going with another peer of mine uh, today and I said the last couple shows that I have listened to have just like a it's just been exactly what I needed in that moment. And so this uh, this friend of mine was going through something and I said, you need to just go listen to the, the whatever Mel Robbins podcast is that pops up first. I guarantee it'll speak to what you're going through right now. And whether it does or doesn't, I don't know. It seems like she's always in the right spot uh, just when I need it. So one of the, the things for our listeners, if you're not familiar with Mel Robbins, is her degree or her background is on the legal side of things. And many uh, probably would say her claim to fame was she was the anchor when the George Zimmerman uh, situation was going on and she covered it as the legal analyst for CNN and so many might recognize her face but just don't know who she is uh, but since then she's had a number of other yep. um, other shows and I think podcast and she uh, had a phenomenal uh, outpouring of support as she did her first TED talk and so she just has created this name for herself wow. and this this face for herself as an inspirational speaker now and now I think she's probably published multiple books and she has an extremely successful podcast. So I enjoy her from that perspective, but she makes her money, like I said, from book sales and inspirational speaking and that, that side of things at this point. So what I like about her and the article um, that we went through is, or kind of the things that I like about generally about her is she always provides a framework to something and then she follows it. So she's a really easy person to listen to because she tells you what she's going to tell you. And then here's your framework and then go to town. And so, um, 
anyway, so she's a good one to listen to. And that's where I picked up on uh, some of the information that we started talking about, about that University of Kansas uh, study. But that study goes on to say more than just uh, what we had talked about. Uh, Chance, I think I had sent that to you ahead of time. Go through. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Go through. I believe she gave us some like hours and talked about friendship of how much work it is to create friendship, especially as you're you're aging. And tell us what that looks like and kind of your take on it as a psychologist. Yeah. So it was really interesting that, uh, and I read that the study by Jeffrey Hall out of KU as well. And so what he says is it takes 50 hours to go from acquaintance to casual friend, 90 hours from casual friend to friend, and 200 hours from friend to close friend. And so there's a, um, a model of social support. It's called the Convoy Model of Social Support. And I think this study is kind of like touching on that. And a lot of people have probably heard of it at some point in one way or another. But it's about, um, there's kind of three rings of social support in an individual's life. So one ring is, think of it as like a small ring, really close to you. These are very close friends, family members too. People who are super important to you and you, you really need them and you share these really intimate details of your life. And then another ring kind of in the middle. These are friends, people you, also really important, but, um, kind of have fun together you maybe don't share like the most serious um parts of your life with them and then the outer ring is more casual these could be neighbors you aren't super close to but you know close to or coworkers, things like that um so this article talks about to go from acquaintance so this would be maybe not necessarily in this uh convoy model to being in the outer ring that takes 50 hours and then to go into that middle ring, it takes 90 hours from there. And then to go into that close ring, it takes 200 hours, which is a lot of time. What do you guys think of uh, of all the time it takes to make a close friend? Well, you think about when do adults have great segments of time like that, and you, you don't yeah. typically. Right, and people might think, well, there's, you know, that 90 hours isn't much, there's 24 hours in a day, but you're talking about time spent with that person. And so when you break it down mm-hmm. like that, that is a lot. I mean, you know, I have to think of oh, no. jeepers. How long does it take for me to spend that much time with my wife and family, let alone somebody exactly. outside for friendship? Yeah, so. exactly. You know, you can see why you in your work environment, you gravitate or you end up spending time with your coworkers and having almost sometimes great relationship with your coworkers. Well, you're building those because you sit next to each other and you continue to foster those naturally because that's where your feet are and where you don't get to do that as an adult in very many other places. Or uh, as an adult, you know, you find that maybe your kid's soccer team or things like that because you're sitting on the sidelines or the baseball game. And so that's how people make their friendships as you start to age. But think about when people, as they truly move into retirement, what if they move to a new city where their kids are? Or what if they move into a new home and you take them out of the environment? How long it takes them to be comfortable in, say, the 55-plus community or the whatever it might be. They choose places oftentimes that they know people already, so they get their their footing a little bit faster. And I don't know, that's my perspective as as I hear you say some of that, Chance. 
Yeah, yeah. And I that's why I think um, it, it's kind of important to, if you're trying to make a friend, because these social supports are very important, it's kind of look around and, like, take stock. Who's an acquaintance right now? Maybe it's the neighbor next to you. Um, maybe you work somewhere or volunteer somewhere, and there's someone that you're kind of, like, getting along with. Um, and maybe, like, try to try to start putting in some of the hours to get you know, more into the friend zone or close zone. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And I'll bring it back to something I said, not to be a, a broken record here, but as people move into retirement and they are thinking about making transition potentially from moving or um, traveling more or whatever it might be, taking stock of for me to have the relationships around me, if I do make one of those moves, what will that take for us to get established and to find our, our, you know, our place? And how am I going to do that if I know that I need somebody in the ninety, the what was it, ninety hours in the two hundred hour range and some of that? So, planning for something like that isn't such an odd thing when you start to hear tangible numbers like you've given us here, Shancy. Yeah, good point. Yeah, and you know, as you guys are. Um, work, you know, work in, in your careers and stuff. I mean, how much time each week do you think you spend with friends or even just talking to friends? Yeah, a lot, especially in the workplace. That's why I think when people retire, they don't realize, you know, they're used to the, all that social interaction through their jobs. And once that goes yeah. away, that's tough because, you know, you, you, those people don't necessarily have time to get together with you every day once you're retired. Yeah, I can mm -hmm. certainly think chancy of pockets of where I could create friends, but it's three or four pockets. And as sports change, it might change to another setting or a group of people. But outside of that, there is not a lot of social time in my life right now, just based on the age of my, my kids. Yeah, it makes it so hard. Um, I know. It's like, yeah, you really got to carve out that time. Um, but it kind of, I think it depends on each person, you know, like, some people need more social interaction than others. Um, so kind of up to each individual person, like, what do I need? You know, do I need social activity once a week? Or is it more like once a month for me and then I feel good, you know? So something to think about. Absolutely. So I think our point at this, uh, uh, what we've covered up to this point is the media and mental health care professional, professionals and others tell us the benefits of relationship. And Shanti, you did such a nice job of introing us on the benefits of it. But as we have now uncovered is it is not easy to do and it is especially hard for aging adults and being mindful of something like this as we talk about transition. So we've talked about the benefits. We've talked about the time that it takes to put into creating relationships, but let's narrow the focus just a little bit more and continue on that conversation of the aging population since that's who Paladin Financial primarily serves. And so there was another article that I came upon and I think it was titled, and this is where I, I mess things up from time to time, but aging into um, aging into the web of life or something of that nature. But it was about mm -hmm. kinship is I think the words that they use, but basically saying that you spend all this time early in life focused on yourself and you're always looking in and you guys can probably relate to this. Most human nature is people what do they think of me? I enter a room. Are they me, 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 me is the conversation. But what happens as you continue to age is you turn to the outside world and it's more important. Your focus actually 
changes to the interconnectedness that you might have with the others around you. And that just actually happens naturally. And so it is part of the study of gerontology. It's part of the study of psychology. It's part of all of the sciences that sciences that go along with human beings and communication and relationships. So I don't know, Shancy, if you feel like there's more to add to this. I know that you're working right now in your profession with with children, but maybe there is something that, that you feel like you can add as it relates to your studies and some of your experiences elsewhere. Yeah, and I did have a chance to read this article, and it was interesting. Um, and one thing they kind of talked about in it was um, Carl Jung. Some people pronounce it Young. I don't know. I pronounce it Carl Jung. Um, but he was the first in Western psychology to recognize that in midlife, we kind of begin to outgrow our ego-based identity, and we start to be pulled towards a broader, deeper sense of self that is kind of both individual, but also collective. So involving those around us and our communities. And so I kind of looked up some other stuff related to this and um, kind of interesting. So John believed that between the ages of about 56 to 83 um, offers each of us an opportunity to make the process of aging a positive and life-enhancing experience. And so most of the time when talking about aging in Western culture, there's kind of this implication that the best way to age is to do everything we can to continue doing what we've always done, what we've been doing up to this point. And also to look equally young while doing it. So in walks Botox. Um, just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm smiling. I guess you can't see that. I, I was smiling there. Sure. Good. But, um, you know, aging really offers us, each of us, the opportunity to kind of redefine ourselves and our relationships with others. And so maybe this is kind of after retirement or maybe you're not fully retired, but slowed, slowed down your work and things like that. And you can kind of take stock of your life and Think of it as a stage of life where you get to dive deeper into self-discovery and what what do you enjoy? What's fun for you? What's important for you? You know, maybe it's um, doing fun activities like playing pickleball, things like that, or spending time with your kids and grandkids and mentoring them um, through life based on your experience um, instead of kind of holding tightly onto the life you have been living um, kind of look for something new and exciting and, you know, make it a positive experience. Again, I did not tee up Shancy for this, but that was a perfect segue here. So we are moving away from this last month on relationships and we are going to do the next four weeks, five weeks, I think, in the month of August is all about happy retirement. So if I would say what Shancy just said there was the perfect segue into where are we going next? And part of that is transition. Part of it is the good stuff. Like if we're going to retire, let's throw a happy retirement party and all the things that go along with that. And so um, I'm excited for this next phase and some of the things that we're going to talk about just because of what you started to describe there, Shancy. Shinsi, is there anything else from your, you know, your your studies or your your day job of being a therapist that you want to share with our listeners that you think they would find value in? I mean, I think just find a way to connect with others around you. Um, again, whether that's through some some kind of 
sport activity, something like that, or asking your neighbor if she wants to go get her nails done or, you know, things like that, or, you know, being involved in your church or volunteer activities, um, find a way to kind of be socially engaged. And um, it's really good for your mental and physical health. Absolutely. Well, we certainly appreciate your extra expertise and some of the things that you have shared with us here. It's been, this is a fun conversation. I didn't, I didn't share this at the beginning of the show. You guys, I came up with a new title for myself. I feel like I was, you know, kind of trying to figure out who I am at, at Paladin Financial since I moved over here in January. And I decided director of happiness is, is who I should be. Wow. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but wow. I thought this was a perfect time to make that I th- announcement. I, th- I don't think Jeff wants to give up that title. Oh. Well. I think Jeff is probably the one that wants that title. <laughs> well, I am now the no. self-proclaimed yeah. uh, director of happiness for Paladin Financial. I just need to get myself yeah. a little nameplate, maybe put it on our website now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, as we talk about uh, happiness, that is our next uh, next uh, focus for the month of August. And Shancy, again, thank you so much for being our guest. Tony, anything that you want to add before we wrap up as well? No, I can't believe I, she brought up Carl Jung or Jung, like you say. Um, I read a couple of his <laughs> books. Wrong. I read a couple of his books in college, but uh, that was interesting. Cool. That, yeah, synchronicity was always one I found interesting. Because uh, the because Sting was really into Young and wrote uh, the police his band the police did a whole album loosely based on the book Synchronicity by Carl Jung. So anyway, a little music trivia for a- trivia absolutely fans. could be a whole nother show for us here, Tony. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no kidding. But Shancy, I think this is great, and obviously relationships are important. I had no idea how many hours it took to develop a relationship. Um, I think that varies on on the people too. The right two people might mm-hmm. not take quite as long to get to that level, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, the Jeff and Nickies of the world. I mean, yeah, they they met five five ten know. minutes tops, and they were and they were close friends, right? <laughs> well, thank you guys again for being here. I have nothing. I love I love this part of my job and being able to do this with with Tony and having guests like Shancy on the on the show here. Well, if you are interested in having a conversation with Paladin Financial, we'd love to speak with you and come in for a complimentary consultation. You can reach us at 651-842-8406 or go to our website at financialpaladin.com and request a complimentary consultation. All right, that's another episode of Paladin Financial Talk. We appreciate your time. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or enforced by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.